Welcome to me, you, and Jeju. I'm Daryl Coot, and with me is my co-host, Alexis Joy. How are you doing? Not too bad tonight. Not too bad. It's uh, about to be cold again on Jeju. Did you see the weather reports? What, what did it say? It's about to drop down to four, uh, four degrees. That's not why I moved here. No, I no. moved here from Canada to get away from the cold. So. Everybody, do you remember when we first moved here and everyone was calling it the Hawaii of Jeju? Oh, well, excuse me. I'm sorry. The Hawaii of Korea. Do they not call it that anymore? They do, but it was so surprising when I first moved here because it was it was that thing, and we, there was hardly any expats living on the island at that point, and so it was just so much more surprising mm-hmm. to get here and be like, "That's this is really not this is really not Hawaii you, of anything." Had you been to Hawaii? To yeah, I lived in Hawaii for a little bit when I had just turned twenty one. Oh, really? Yeah, I stayed there for a couple of months, tried to get a job. Didn't work out? Didn't work. It's hard. It's hard. It's a hard life. It's really expensive to live there, too. Like, the cost of milk and the cost of living is really pricey. Yeah, I don't... I think the term comes... Like, Jeju as uh, Korea as Korea's Hawaii came from, like, the 70s or something like that. And I haven't really heard it much recently, like, in the last little right. while, right? Except for, except for in-jokes. You know, like, oh. other, other foreigners joking mm-hmm. about it. But you know what, Daryl? Actually, I heard that it was... That term came into being from an expat that made a joke about it and put it on his blog. And then the government maybe read it. Have you ever heard that? We should try Vaguely? it. Vaguely? Yeah. I, I, I don't know how much Believe it? I put in that. Yeah. Well, I think maybe we'll, that could be something fun to explore later is uh, getting to the heart of that, like where that all came from. Because I was told very seriously that it was an expat that made the joke about it. Why and then I... it turned into a serious thing once it was on the internet. Yeah, well, I, I kind of... But, but the internet was in the 19... 19... <laughs> Late 1990s at the earliest. Well, I heard this. Do you remember when we first moved here there? We didn't have like the Facebook groups for Jeju that we do now. No. But there was that um, lovely older gentleman. What was it called? It was called, what was it called? Jeju Daily. Rhymes with Jeju. Rhymes with Jeju. That was it. So even before I moved here, I was on that scoping the scene out. Yeah. And so I think it had happened. It wasn't a blog like we know blogs now, but it was something like in that forum and someone made a joke, and it's like, I heard that the tourism maybe grabbed onto it and was like, yeah, yeah, okay. And what do you think? I, I'll tell you what, it comes that, that story comes from a, a mutual friend of ours that I do find can be slightly exaggerating sometimes, but I find him very trustworthy. So if he says it, it, it gives I, me pause. I'll have to look into that, because yeah, I know, like, yeah. even the, 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 they make the... The public workers here wear Hawaiian shirts, right? Yes, exactly. In the summer. <laughs> oh, this place cracks me up sometimes. <laughs> I, I don't mind. I like... Uh, mm. so, so well, I mean, it just... Yeah. Have you ever been to Hawaii? No, no. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, anyways, let, let's just be honest. Like, uh, how much snow did we just get here uh, two weeks ago? A, a bit? That was I'm, a lot. I'm Canadian. I guess you're Canadian. <laughs> it's a bit? <laughs> that was a lot. I was down in the dumps about that. But I'll tell you what, who never gets that kind of snow? Hawaii. I'm sure. Right. I'm so sure. I'm yeah. just saying we there's you know there's a dissonance involved right. in this in this nickname. So I, I got a question for you. All right. Have you ever been to a bar? Well, I um I'm I think my nickname is like the Tequila Queen. So yes, I have been to a few bars in my life. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, tequila Queen. What well, I guess you like <laughs> Do, tequila. Well, we can talk about that some other time. <laughs> uh, have you been to one lately? You know what I have, and you know the main reason, and may, maybe some people will be shocked because. Up listeners are coming from other countries that are experiencing different things. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, Jeju has been, up until the last two months, quite a safe and place to be. So COVID-19. COVID-19-wise. Um, so all of a sudden, we started having a rise in numbers. And I actually have a lot of friends that are the bar owners mm-hmm. uh, here in Jeju. And um, because we're good friends, I know the stress level that they're dealing with and uh, how much how much worry... Uh, that they're having is that uh-huh. your yeah my dog is tearing apart the well, as we're as we we're having this podcast hey, hey, chew. this dog is uh chew don't do that i was like but that he's seriously ripping it apart yeah no he's, <laughs> he's doing a pretty good job on that yeah. hey, come here. it's it's not you gotta here, you gotta stop doing. Here, he, he's a, we, we got him recently we rescued him i, I don't want to say rescue because right. that sounds but we well we, i mean we took based him off on the that streets story yeah you took him off the streets well you certainly took care of him well, we're trying true. to yeah. 
drove me nuts. Yeah. Well, back to it, um, but just to say, like, I, I just feel bad for these businesses. And, you know, as much as I, I'm a social person and I want to be social, I also feel an obligation to, a social obligation to help out. Sure. And I'm sure, like, the one or two beers that I can have until they <laughs> kick us out at 9 o'clock isn't the same. But yeah. you just want to support in any way you can these people that have private businesses. Right. Well, that's you know? what I thought it'd be good to ask yeah. you. Um, we are in level two. Right. Uh, well, don't we have, at the don't, moment, don't we have like, yeah, we have like special Jeju conditions yeah, that they made up. They made up just for the which, islands, which I, yeah. I, I appreciate. Yeah. So the bars here and restaurants have to right. close at and 9 PM. Yes, yes. Let's not. Um, and I, the reason why I asked that is I've noticed in our area, my area, which is Jumun mm-hmm. on the south mm-hmm. side of the island, two bars that I have frequent. I haven't frequent them very much recently. Right. Which is probably why one of the reasons why they closed. <laughs> they have now closed down. Oh and gosh. yeah, one up wow. the street. One of them's actually a chain and it's right on oh, the main street, which means that you it was, hate to see it. It had traffic, right? Like it was quite popular. And that's gone. But and if that's gone, can you imagine? But it's happening now, not before. And I thought that was interesting. Well, but why are you surprised by that? I'm not that surprised. Mean by now? Uh, because I feel like they used everything they could to get through that first lockdown. Mm-hmm. Then things were kind of normal on Jeju. Mm-hmm. And then this is just like another smack of like, whoa, reality. Right. And so I feel like now we're just seeing the repercussions of that first mm-hmm. um Influx of numbers. Well, so. this December we saw seventy. Uh, all of Jeju's cases, seventy-five percent of them came in December. Right, right, right. right. And um, in the beginning, it the when the pandemic first started, I guess last a year ago, and into the spring. Yeah, uh, I think we just hit up the year mark, didn't we? Like yeah, the we Wuhan, did. Right. Yeah, December thirty-first yeah. was right, when they, right, okay. they told uh, the WHO about what was going on. Yeah. Um. So last uh, end of the winter to, to the spring. Jeju uh, kind of weathered the storm, surprisingly, because most of the tourists on mm-hmm. Jeju are domestic. Right. Right? Right. But it's now being the domestic tourists that are not coming that seem to be like, let me get my notes here. Yeah, I have please. stats. Um, yeah, passengers dropped 51% on year. Wow. Um, on <clears throat> Between Joel, the, the number of flights between Jeju and Seoul, which right. is the one, if not... Is the, the most right. busiest one right. uh, route in the world, dropped by 51%. So that means domestic tourists are not even coming here. When at first right. it was international tourists, now it's domestic tourists. And the numbers, uh, 47.5% of flights dropped. Passengers' numbers dropped by 51%. Mm-hmm, and um, the wage disparity on Jeju has worsened worse. Oh, I didn't know that. In the last year than almost any other province on Korea, oh. aside from Incheon. And that's because Jeju has not been able to weather the issues of, uh, like, telecommuting, because mm. work here is tourist-based, right? right? Tourist, yeah. agriculture, but that, yeah. this didn't affect It's not saving anyone. The tele, the, the, how much the country's growing with telecommunication is not effective yeah. here on the island. Yeah. Yeah, wow. I did not... That's some interesting stats you found. <laughs> and that's sad much. and sad. It's just... Yeah. You know, when I, I was recovering it back in April and you know, I don't know what the name of the street is. Baojin street. Yeah. You know, that's an interesting, that's the new name that the government changed about. We called it, um, oh my gosh, my brain just had a, like a, do you remember what we called it? Baojin street was the original name of the okay. street. They called it, the Baojin is a Chinese but company that gave a right, five year contract is, right. which it's ended and now it's something else that I do not know what it well, is. Well, we never called it Baojin. Would you, we would called you call it, it, I can't believe my brain just stopped right here, like mm. right in the middle of this recording. But we had a very specific name. Oh my gosh. It'll pop into my head and sure. I'll bring it. But Baozin is something that the tourists called it, especially the Chinese tourists, obviously. That was And then name. the locals, yeah. we called it something different. And yeah. it'll, it'll, it'll pop back into my head. Because it's, yeah. it's a street that's mainly walking mm-hmm. and it's like pharmacies mm-hmm. and It's really designed. Makeup, it was really stores, designed for the Chinese ch- well, tourists coming. The Chinese company, right? But fun. It was, back in the day, it was fun. They had some really fun bars there oh. and some really good restaurants back I, in the day. Yeah. Well, in April, when I went there, Last April, um, before things got no, when things when at the things start, got, okay. Uh, a lot of the stores there were telling me that they were going to close down in like two, three months if they Jeez. didn't get business, right? But while yeah. other stores, I went to the hotels here in Jumun and yeah. asked them about it, and they're like, Yeah, we've lost about 
20% of our business, but still the majority oh. percent of our business comes from domestic tourists. That's so interesting. Well, then again, once you actually said that fully, this doesn't surprise me because again, that street was very much, and that street in the surrounding hotels was very much designed for the Chinese tourist. Mm. Here in Jeju, for you listeners, that's called Shin Jeju, which means the new city. Um, so that was made new new and it was really designed for all the Chinese tourists where were they going to stay what hotels what right. restaurants were they going to like right. and what uh, what items were they purchasing in bulk it's kind of part of the plan of Jeju to like diversify its tourism exactly. industry and try to Put prevent this, yeah. cushions to prevent right. things like what's right. happening now but but that one was very much designed in my opinion and I'm sure there's probably some fact right Ooh. to that that it was designed for the Chinese tourists oh yeah well yeah. I mean like they the opened stores. restaurants. The right. government opened specific restaurants for Chinese tourists after they found out that Chinese tourists were not enjoying the local cuisine. That's right. That's right. Right. So yeah, that, that was right. a thing. But it's interesting that, I mean, Jeju has tried to court, like, I think Daum had a headquarters here for a while. That's right. Left. That's right. So I'm curious about what Jeju might do now to try to diversify right, to, right. to try to cushion itself from this kind of impact in the future in the even future. though i mean comparatively we've done pretty good have you i haven't been in lockdown i mean my yeah. life is kind of locked down right well, you, <laughs> and well you're, you're a little bit different home. you know you're married with a child whereas i'm uh relatively single and so it's a little bit different for the single people talking about lockdown mm. i personally i personally feel like i had to be really careful um, during this time to not be seen out and about and too much and not well, be why going. Is that? Well, I feel like there's, I feel like in Korea, the foreigners have not, have taken kind of the bad brunt of being blamed for certain COVID, especially on the main mainland. Um, he, maybe about six months ago, you might remember with the Itaewon clubs. Right. And um, now the, the fact of the matter is those are mostly, how would you say, habited what's the word mostly the customers there are mostly koreans because we live in korea right but the foreigners took a big brunt of the blame for uh going to clubs right you know there was a couple being seen on video so for me down in jju i'm just very aware um, how has your life careful. changed because of it well i'm certainly not as social as i once was mm. yeah i think that's a big thing like i've had to change my way of being social mm. so yeah that's interesting because yeah. i'm not a very social, social person. person. <laughs> I, I, I kind of was, but I also yeah, I, rem I remember those days. I'd go out, but I'd hate being out. I was, yeah. I was kind of. I remember. Do you remember that? Um, do you remember back in the day in Shichung, uh that uh, soju ten that we used to like to get to? I love that, soju that was a fun. Yeah. That's gone. long. Oh, long gone. gone. Everything's but gone. You're the one who first took me there, and I was like, "Wow, this is really a different country." Yeah. You know, that was my first experience of like going mm. somewhere where the locals really. This is something they. Mm. This was this was what they did. You know, we didn't JG wasn't going to bars. Mm -hmm. You know, there was one bar we had and yeah. then there's, you know, those kind of tents around and you took me there and it was so awesome. So what have you been doing to like Oh good get out grief and about yeah. in the pandemic? I would say um, a lot of hiking. Anything that I can do outdoors with friends or without friends, I'm all over this beautiful island right now just trying to remember why I moved here and why I like it. Mm. And then, you know, as far as being social, um, board games. <laughs> we, yeah. we have embraced board games like crazy. And then just intimate. Under four. five people, right? Oh, yeah. under Because that's the rule. Yeah. Hey, isn't that interesting how they did the under five people? Isn't that... In English, when you say under five people, I think it sounds like five. Five and under. Five and under. Mm -hmm. But I heard the way the Korean language is, is the way it's, it, the way the Korean language goes. And uh, we, not, neither one of us could say it, but it, it specifies that. But when you translate it in English, it wasn't having the same meaning. So mm -hmm. the foreigners were like, are we allowed to have five people or are we not allowed? And it was a big debate. You're allowed to have four and a caddy. And a caddy. If you're golfing, well, Boys? you know, you know how important golf is on this island. How there, well, we have so caddies many, aren't people, right? Right, not not to, <laughs> right. People. They're just there to carry your carry your goods. Yeah, but we, you know, Jeju is obviously a tourism island, so we obviously have I 
quite a lot of golf courses here. Yeah. I don't even know how many, to be honest, but we're it's talking we have like high levels. We yeah, we have high, high levels, and then we have public ones, and there's so many. There's mm. so many. So hiking. Hiking. So I've been all about uh, the Orms. Do you know what those are? Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. Do you, uh, so for the listeners, Orms are very sp- specific just for Jeju. They're volcanic hills. Yeah. Uh, the the hi- parasitic volcanic cones. That's a much your very scientific way of saying it. I'm just like, you know, it's that hill over there. Yeah. Um, they look like hills. They do. They really do. Because you, like you wouldn't call it a mountain because it's clearly not. It looks mm. like an achievable goal when you look yeah, at it. You're like, I, I can hike that. Yeah. yeah. So I've been, that's been my, that's been my thing these days. I'm really enjoying them a lot, a lot. Do you I'm, have a I'm favorite? Surprised. Not yet. Um, so far, any favorite, I can get to the top with a 360 view. Um, that's, that's been my, uh-huh. that is, you know, when you're, when you're walking at an incline, that's so intense and then you get to the top and you're like, <gasps> right. and then you get this view. It's all worth it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a couple of them. I've been a couple. I'm not much of a hiker though. Oh, really? I'm that not, I'm not against me. it. But... Maybe were you a hiker before you had a child? Never? Not really. Not really. You're I mean, like, I'm not against yeah, hiking. Yeah, I yeah. have hiked. Yeah, yeah. I have boots that are considered yeah. <laughs> hiking boots. Well, you know, this island is really, I, I, the government has done such a great job here. That, I mean, this is an island for hiking. Yeah. I mean, it really, truly is. We have the Olay Trails. Mm-hmm. Um, we have these Orums that have been well-maintained. There's all these hidden paths right outside the city, which I've really enjoyed doing along a riverbed. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's a hiking, it's a hiking island. You know, the thing that I wonder sometimes is, like how much of the island actually has been, uh, how much of the island actually has been covered, right? Oh, like yeah, like during the JJ massacre, they found yes. all of these tunnels that yes. didn't know existed before, right? Yes. Like even the lava tube is something that's relatively right. recently discovered. Right. And you would one would think that uh, the locals did know about these places because that's where they went to immediately. They didn't. They didn't do you know. think? Do you think they were just going? You know, because you were varied. Were they just climbing the hill and they would find something and they would hide? Well, they would. You search don't think for the, them, right? Some of the, okay, like the, the, but you don't think they knew? Like, okay, this is the one we're going to. From people that I spoke to, they didn't know. Really, that's fascinating. Yeah, like the yeah. famous one from Jisul, the, right? They, the movie. From what I know is that they, no one knew that existed until they found it because there's tons. Tons of caves, small caves. Yes, of, co- mark, of course, all through right, the yeah. Gotchawel, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and I always wonder, like, like there was a story in the newspaper a couple months back, okay, on Hala, where they're climbing up Hala, and apparently, like, thirty meters off the beaten path, mm. they found like a garbage dump. That had been like 40, 30 oh my years gosh, old. Oh gosh, I did hear that. And no one knew it was like 15 right. minutes And it's just the right there. It's yeah. just right there. And listeners, I want to go back real quick because I know a lot of you are probably tuning in. Jisul is a really fantastic movie that if you get a chance to find it online, mm. it's a beautiful and sad and a heartbreaking movie about the occupation. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's it's out with English subtitles. You can find it with English yeah. subtitles. And it's it's an intense watch, but I just wanted to go back. Go, go look for that if you haven't. Um, yeah. The one award at the Khan film. I believe I'm sure. Cans. You gotta be snobby when you say that, right? You can't you can well, my American accent, I cans. Cans. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. It is fascinating, all these. Uh, so even on the Orms you go to, uh-huh. some of the Orms don't even have you can just start hiking and goodness knows maybe there hasn't been someone on there in years and years because there's so many of them. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm curious. I, I, I have the number written down. It's like 380? 380 or 376. Something crazy that's, you know, and you're like, really? But really, right, there yeah. really is that many. It is. They are yeah. special, too. They give the island this, especially when you go on the Pionero, uh Highway. Mm. And um, from here to Shinjeju, which is on the south side, so you're going mm-hmm. north. Mm-hmm. Uh, at like dusk or in the fog, it gives it kind of a, the orm give it like a, an alien landscape. It's such a, it's such a, you know, and then it's exactly on that road that you're talking about. One of my favorite things about living in Jeju. So you have these autumns and the fog and you just see like these, mm. these, uh, you know, the shadows, they're just shadows. But what I really like more than that is when you see the squid boat lights oh, yeah. past these shadows and it's just, it is, you really do feel like you're on a different planet sometimes. It's, it's, a, it's a fantastic place. Jeju. 
Scuba boats are quite quite beautiful. Oh, they're my obsession. I, I'm not. I, I'm as much as I like everything about Jeju. If you catch me at dusk, mm. if I have a chance to break away from work or to break away from my life, you can catch me pretty much anywhere at dusk, watching a sunset and watching the squid boat lights turn one by one on mm. the horizon. Oh, it's special. It's special. Yeah. So I got I got another question. Okay, hit me. How much can you carry? <laughs> on a hike? Uh, just, I guess so. Yeah, let's go on a hike. How okay. much can you carry? Oh gosh, I well, I'm a. I I think I can strap some some pounds to me. Yeah, we you you guys use we, kilometers. Kilos. Kilos. <laughs> kilometers. Kilometers. Jeez, my brain. Yeah. You know, us Americans not so educated on all that stuff. I would say when I was younger, I hiked the AT which in America is the Appalachian Trail, and mm. it goes from the north of the country to the south of the country. And at that point in my life, I could hi- I could put on my back like a good 79 to 80 pounds. Yeah. I would say now, yeah, so, you know, because you're really, you're yeah. going for it. Obviously, you don't want that many pounds, right. but I can. Right. Nowadays, I, you were, I'm getting old, Daryl. I'm getting old. Why are you asking that question? What I'm, about, I'm, I'm what intrigued. About Where are we going with this? A zebra. Uh, could you carry a zebra? Oh, Heck no. Screw all no. What about no. 21.1? Apple boxes. No, do you know how heavy those are? I have no idea what an <gasps> apple box is. They no, those are those are he- that's a that's a workout. Twenty one point one. That's a workout. Uh, well, that's the amount of kilograms, which is two hundred eighty kilograms or six hundred twenty pounds, which was the equivalent weight of fifty thousand pound notes that were stolen from the landing. International Hotel. Oh my uh, casino. The scandal. The scandal. What, 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 Is it, did it really weigh that much? Well, that's what they're saying. That they're is, saying that... Uh, and how it just disappeared. Well, you know? they found most of it. Oh, did they? Yeah. Darryl, you know, Daryl, you're like the newsman. I always wait for you to tell me things, and I'm like, really? Yeah, no, they, really? they found a bunch of... They found like... Thir- uh, I have my notes. Yeah, look at your notes, because now I'm really interested in this. Well, you got to tell me right away. Where did they find it? Oh, well, they found they found $7 million in a safe at the casino. $7 million. Wait, and so it never even got stolen like they thought? It no, it's mismanaged. It's still, and then they found three point six in the house of one of the missing the, executives, executives. Right? Is is she still missing? Yeah, she's missing. That's scary. They, I don't know that. Why? Worries. Why is this scary? You, see, for me as a woman, as soon as I heard it was a woman, I immediately thought, "Ooh, I hope nothing nefarious happened right. to her." Right? Like, not that she could not be the mastermind behind it, but my first instinct was, "God, I hope she's okay." Even if she did steal it, I still hope she's okay. Well, you, you know, no matter what. But my mind immediately went mm. to danger, danger, mm. stranger, danger. You know, right? No, yeah. that makes yeah. It's a lot of money, though. It's uh, an incredible amount of money. Well, so let's just go backwards, Daryl. So, are you saying the seven million found was that just mismanaged, or was it hidden with the purpose of taking? Well, nobody knows. Well, they can't know because they don't have her they they, don't. to impl- oh. to know intent. Right, but the way this all came out was on January 4th, Landing International, which is a Hong Kong-based company, which deals primarily in hotels in Korea, right. they reported in their uh, like to their stock owners that, oh, by the way, we're missing $14 million. <laughs> Can you imagine being the person making that phone call? Well, they've lost like $300 million the last even. year. So. Oh, I know. Oh, my gosh. It When I... Honestly, Daryl, I can't even wrap my head around that uh, amount of money. Yeah, it's like a lot it's of money. A, I really, you, you're factoid about how much that weighs. That like really puts it in perspective, doesn't it? The apple boxes came from uh, Yunhap, and I don't know why they put what? it in that hey. that term. I was going with a dolphin <laughs> and <laughs> zebra, trying yeah. to figure out things that I could actually visualize. Well, you know, we we're you know this this Korea is very much still an agricultural. You know, as 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 much as it's grown, yeah. I mean, that makes sense to me that they would, yeah. But what an interesting wouldn't tangerines have been better? Tan, that's true. well for Jeju. How, how many apples? Know. How many apples? How many apple orchards do you know? Uh, you know what, Daryl? Do you know that there are so many apple orchards? One of my students uh, used to treat me to some of her grandma's apples from the mainland, and I swear to you, some oh, of the, the best, juiciest apples—they're prevalent on the mainland, not Jeju. Mm. I guess the weather. Um, is a little bit different, but yeah. yeah, some of the best juiciest apples I've ever had. Seriously, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah I heard about this. It's, it's just fascinating to me because, like, it came out in a stock story, and then it they went to the police. They didn't go straight to the stock. From is what that I understand, true? I haven't talked to anybody yeah, at yeah, the yeah, hotel. Yeah, but what you're reading the on casino. the news, right? Well, from what I, I heard it first through 
trade papers uh, uh, through casino trade okay, papers, okay. not through. That's not exactly the most uh, thrilling uh, read, I guess. Why are you reading that, by the way? I, I get I get a little bit of everything. Okay, okay, your your uh, news. What what is it? Your nose to the news. Sure, is I suppose sure? we could do I'll that. Make that. I'll just my, make that up. My I'll nose in the ink. Yeah. The ink. Yeah. Um, and wow. Okay. Yeah. So I thought that was sort of interesting, and maybe it's because it's a. It's a Hong Kong-based company right. that deals primarily with foreigners in oh, Korea. Oh, interesting. Right? Okay. Well, yeah, Koreans can't go there. Right, 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 right. exactly. So, so I, was, I was wondering if that had something to do. It's all part of the JDC, mm. right? Like that whole company, and the whole, um, what's it called? Shinwa World, Shinwa World, which is an amusement park right. where the hotel, the casino is right, located. Right. And you should explain to our listeners what is what does JDC stand for? The Jeju Development Corporation. Right. It's a so company the, that was yeah. made by uh, the government to modernize Jeju to, and to, to get develop the tourists it. Here well, it's not well, just yeah. tourists. Also, it's part of that what we're talking mm-hmm. about before to diversify. Right. right. Okay. The Shinwa World is part of what was called the Five Plus One Project. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that was old. That was back in the day. Yeah, which yeah. is what I really am interested in and I'd like to talk to other uh, people about prefer uh, because who know more about the history because I think it was back to like the 1970s yeah it really did start a long time ago where they were taking looking at the orange farms and were already thinking about what what could go there if I recall Oh, really? right? Yeah, because yeah. that area, all that area was just one big, massive orange farm. Uh-huh. Um, I remember hiking it and being like, this is the most stunning thing. Right. Uh, you know, two months later, be like, wow, this road was never here. Yeah. One year later, like, whoa. Yeah, yeah so, so like yeah. in that area, you also have the JGEC, which right. is the school. The international schools. One of the five plus one. Mm-hmm. Then you have the Yere debacle which is another one which at some point we should talk about that in the future because that's a that's a fascinating subject that i know a little bit about so yeah oh really yeah, yeah. yeah. it is really well so let, let's go back to this 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 theft uh-huh. has there been any information that there was a, a, a accomplice or there's three there's three well people. three people in total i believe one has been arrested a, okay and how we're not gotten information out of it hasn't really come out yet, and I'm not. Do, so maybe sure it, there is information, we're just not privy to it. Oh, for sure. Okay, yeah, well, it's part of the investigation. Okay. We won't know. We won't know until everything until everything comes out in the wash. And so, okay, so that one was caught and arrested, and what, then what what's what's with the second one? One's missing. We have no idea who. The, so two two are missing. Two are two are I believe two are still on the. This on is the land. amazing, and we know their names, and we the uh, we, we don't, don't know but their the names. the police know their names. Yeah, which is odd that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, in North America, they tell us their names. Do you think so? Well, I also feel like Jeju is small enough. It's amazing to me that nothing has come through the Jeju uh, gossip oh, change. You know, how like many? The mom well, they're blogs. not Korean. They're not oh, from Jeju. We're really, you're really putting some pieces together for me now. Okay. If this was Jeju locals, it would, everybody would know. know about it. Wow, Daryl, you're really putting the pieces together. I didn't. So are all three no, foreigners? No, one of them is the Malaysian executive, right? Fifty-five year old right. female, I believe, and the other I'm, one okay, of them is Chinese, one is Chinese, a national, okay, and the other one I believe is a Korean national okay. from the mainland, okay. most probably. Okay. How, how, what degree of accomplice? Like right, aiding and abetting right. is very. You can put that into people yeah. who offer assistance in right. any shape. And it's form, not exactly so. black or white, is it? It right. could be. It could go for so many different things. Yeah. Mm. Well, this is fascinating. It's really what cool. a scandal too. On Jay, it's cool. It's really <laughs> interesting. It's really it interesting. is really. It's, I, it's a scandal. I watched. It's a buzz. I watched the landing international uh, quite closely. I mean, like ever yeah. since its yeah. CEO disappeared. Also, right? so, man, like they really scandal have, right. It is scandal ridden, and uh, it's scandal ridden for so many various reasons. And this is just, I guess, just the latest one. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, though, you know, we're we're talking lightheartedly about it, but I do hope that everyone is safe. Um, you know, if this is, mm. I just hope that everyone can be caught, the money can be recovered. But I really just hope that there was nothing nefarious behind the scenes like that maybe people would be in serious danger you know I hope her back's okay from Karen that's right I don't know know, stupid joke no no I'm curious about how many months they like how do you do that yeah again going back to the just talking about the weight of it it's it really puts it in perspective doesn't it like how do you how do you 
Well, most you, of it was I mean, at a casino. Yeah, at the, safe at the casino. There, yeah, and but you don't still. just you just don't walk away with what did you say twenty one? Uh, it was fourteen. Twenty one point one apple okay. boxes. You don't just walk away with that yeah. in one night. So this is a this is a plans, yeah. but you yeah. I do hope it comes to it comes to a head and and things are resolved and that everyone comes and uh, comes back safely. Since we were talking about the casino heist at Landing International <laughs> and dipping into the waters of the Jeju Free International Development Center, we figured it'd be better to uh, invite someone on who onto the show who knows oh, quite a bit more about it than both of us combined. So uh, with us, Tommy Tran, a lecturer at uh, the University of California, Merced. And Merced, thank you very much. <laughs> Mer Mer is it French? What, what is it? It was Spanish. Spanish oh, makes sense. Oh, California. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's done quite a bit of research into Jeju Island, including into the island's identity and how it's been changing under forces similar to uh, JDC. Uh, so, thank you for joining us, Tommy. How are you? Great. Uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome. So I, welcome. I guess we should uh, get into it and say. Um, so, what exactly is the JDC, and how has it changed the island? Hmm. Okay, so um, yeah, this is going to be a really complicated history, so I'm going to try to condense it as much as possible. Mm. So mm. basically what the JDC is, it's a, it's a state-sponsored uh, development corporation that, that was established um, officially in 2002. Um, the original plan for the JDC actually began a little earlier, so already in 1999 to 2001, um, there was a special research um project done by an American company, Jones, Lang, and LaSalle. Oh, really? And, yeah, and that consulting company was um, was hired by, by the Kim Dae-jung regime to uh, see the viability of creating a so-called uh, special zone or free international city, as it later on became. So basically, um, the result of this report was that, um, that Jeju doesn't really have the kind of capacity to be something like Singapore or Hong Kong. Uh, the project itself <laughs> was originally called the Hong Kong Project. Oh. But despite that, uh, they still push for the idea that Jeju could still be a hub in Northeast Asia because it, it could respond directly to the Chinese market. Mm -hmm. So oh. where the JDC fits in all of this is that, um, that the JDC was created in order to facilitate the promotion of this um, of this project, the Free International City Project. So, um, in uh, the the official establishment of the Free International City Project in two thousand two, um, that was done by by first by legal mandate by the by the South Korean government under the Ministry of Construction and Transportation, which is now the Land Transportation and Infrastructure Ministry. Mm -hmm. Wow. And um, yeah, and basically, um, the, the corporation was originally under uh, that branch of the government. So why and, did Jeju uh, want to do that? Like, what was why did the government want to make Jeju a Singapore or Hong Kong? Uh, this was also the fallout of uh, of 1997. So if you recall the IMF crisis in the in 1997, uh -huh. and actually, um, there are several attempts going all the way back to 1963, where they were thinking about making Jeju something like uh, Korea's response to Hong Kong. Mm. But um, the reason why it didn't go in 1963 and then in 1983 was because um, because simply Jeju had no capacity to compete with uh, Hong Kong. It just doesn't have that name recognition. Sure. The location of the harbor does not really make any sense for, for a free trade zone. And sure. also Jeju just simply doesn't have any capital. Right. So, um, the, pro the project was mixed over and over again, even though mm. every other decade they brought up the idea of probably exploring possibilities of making this happen. But then finally, <laughs> the, the IMF crisis happened, and then everyone freaked out, and then now we have the free international city. Huh. Tommy, that's amazing that you can keep that all uh, in your head, all that information. That's a lot of information. <laughs> like, good job. <laughs> good well, job. This, this, is, this is what being a history professor does to you. Right, so right. <laughs> you better, You better have all those facts. Really fascinating. Okay. Yeah, you know, that's interesting because we had the IMF crisis and now we're in the middle of another crisis now, which may right. change how the JDC continues. Because I don't think people realize how huge the JDC is, right? Like yeah. when I started reporting yeah. on it, it was referred to as the five plus one project, mm -hmm. right? And is, would you say that is kind of the, the centerpiece of the JDC or is, it, or is it something else? The five plus one project? Yeah. 
like the yeah. the JGs, like the education town, the yeah. healthcare town, and so forth. Yeah. So when the JDC was established, uh, the the whole purpose in the beginning was uh, to um, to push ahead with uh, seven core projects. And um, yeah, it it says five plus one, but there was an, an the other project was actually to create a shopping outlet. But apparently that didn't, that didn't really go go through yet. Uh huh. I haven't heard so that yet. Wow. Yeah, they don't refer to it as the five plus one project anymore either. I haven't like it's that term seems to be pretty much sponged from the internet. I can't find it anywhere. So, yeah. um, and how do you think the JG uh, the JDC has affected Jeju as a whole so far? The the, the whole um, function of the JDC itself has been pretty weird from the beginning because on the one hand it was created to decentralize control from the central government because. Mm. Up until um, the early 2000s, pretty much uh, a lot of development planning was handled directly by the central government in Seoul. So it was it was mm-hmm. under the National uh, Ministry of, of Land, Transportation, and Infrastructure. Mm-hmm. But then uh, the JDC was created as an um, affiliate of that um, ministry in order to create um, plans and also promote the plans uh, for the development of the free international city with uh, less and less mm-hmm. direct um, in- interference from the central government. But then in 2006, basically what happened was that um, they eliminated the requirement of needing um, the presidential approval and just receiving um, approval from uh, the ministry itself while um, consulting mm-hmm. would happen with, uh, with the provincial assembly. So what happened was that a lot of uh, decision-making and executive authority fell to institutions like the JDC and also the, Je- the Jeju governor. Uh-huh. So it, on the one hand, it decentralizes some um, authority to a certain extent, but also creates a large central authority for Jeju specifically. Right. So it has this really paradoxical character that it handles everything on Jeju, even though right. it's not really directly under the South Korean government. Yeah, it is a massive, like I remember, well, like the offices and the people who are in charge of the JDC back from when I was, uh, when I was actively covering it, it was just a massive it was almost bigger than the Jeju government in itself, it felt like at yeah. times, mm. you know. So um, the five projects, which is how have they, like, a lot of our listeners will probably be people on Jeju who have come here post the creation of the JGEC. So mm. I would like to explain to them how much the island has changed because of the JDC in such a short period of time. Can you explain some of the effects it has had on Jeju? Like, Physically and monetarily, and it's interesting. Tommy just Tommy just posted a, a Facebook a comment <laughs> earlier this morning, talking about exactly this about the potential of the airport and everything. So this is a good timing. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, well, before I went on, I was, I was looking actually at the latest development plans that created in 2017 and 2018. So those mm. two plans are are ones the provincial the provincial level plans for the entire province. And then uh, the 2025 uh, urban planning project. Mm. Um, the funny thing is that um, they're saying the same thing that they did all the way back in 2006, that they intend to create a so-called carbon-free island. Right, right. But we, the crazy we, thing yeah. is that these, these projects have been getting bigger and bigger and bigger mm. every time the projects are, are revised. Mm. So I, I keep trying to figure out why do they still hold on to this ideal that they're going yeah. to be carbon-free when well, first off, a lot of the land has been reorganized as uh, urban development zones. And um, interestingly, the, the mid-mountain region is supposed to be a protected region. Right. And recently, um, again, uh, it's, this is reiterated in uh, the project planning itself. But um, there's also quite a number of development projects within the mid-mountain region. So yeah. within the plans themselves, there's these complete contradictory intentions. On the one hand, it's to supposedly um, preserve the green nature of Jeju, right. it's completely right. doing the opposite. Uh-huh. Yeah, they actually, yeah. on their website, they promote, it's one of the main things that's on the JDC website, right? On the top, they talk about the global education city, and at the bottom, they talk about making an eco-friendly urban environment, which is, mm-hmm. like you said, paradoxical. Um, yeah. um, now, uh, I keep going back to the, the five plus one, because that's what I'm super familiar with and i'm curious about what you think of how successful has the jdc been in its endeavor in your opinion well i, I remember when i um when i finished my dissertation in 2017 i thought when uh, my conclusion 
when I put in my conclusion is that I, I referred to it as a successful failure. <laughs> I know. It's successful that it certainly did create a lot of new new uh, development. And mm. I, I mean, there's the your the sheer amount of construction over the past decade, and since the time Massive. I first came to Deji in 2006, it's, mm. it's just mind-blowing. Really, really. But, um, but it's also a complete failure because um, it didn't resolve any of the environmental problems, even though this was the intention of, uh, of um, the, the JDC project, that they were supposed mm. to promote green growth. And the complete opposite is what is happening now. Right, right, right. I know that, uh, you know, in the past, like two years with, I think you mentioned between the mid mountain range, I know that a lot of uh, Koreans, especially my friends have taken to protesting, I guess, are they trying to build a road, Tommy? Yeah. Is that, so a lot of uh, Korean groups and a lot of environmentally friendly groups have taken to protesting and they have like quite a, quite a, um, a following that go on a regular basis and just set up and they have like a little hut in the woods and everything. And they set up these large scale protests uh, nonstop for the last couple of years in that area. It's, it's quite interesting to watch. Yeah. That's um that's a highway expansion project. So, um, okay. Okay. Yeah. So over the past few years, uh, there's been a push to upgrade um, judges road infrastructure because um. Well, obviously, not handling the, the traffic. Yeah, yeah. yeah with mm -hmm. the spike in traffic, that just, yeah. in, just in 2014 to 2017, mm -hmm. it, clearly the Jeju's roads are no longer capable of handling the, tra the traffic they were designed for. Clearly, is you that, can tell that by my road rage every time I drive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And is that the expansion of cars? Is that a direct result of the JDC and, and its projects? Or is that, um, you know, extrapolating too much? Um, in a way, it is related because uh, in the JDC project, uh, they, they did um, promote uh, the idea of pushing for 11 million tourists a year. Mm -hmm. And um, that was revised again in 2017 because um, because uh, it, it went way beyond that in, in uh, just 2015, 2016 alone. Yeah. yeah. So they, they are still preparing for uh, more than tens of millions of tourists. And uh, mm -hmm. again, the idea is to prepare for the eventuality that Jeju, um, Jeju as a province would reach somewhere around um, a population of 720,000. Wow. Give or take, wow. With, yeah. um, with an additional 140,000 um, long-term tourists living on wow. the island. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, I heard the intention was to have at least, uh, this is a while back, a million people residents on the island. And yeah. then that has to do mainly with like the economy, to keep capital flowing, to have, you know, funds on, on the island. Now, right. what ways? Well, yeah, continue. Sorry. You know, one thing I wanted to ask you guys, because both of you are much uh, more historians than I think mo than I am, and then some of our average listeners. Before you guys go on, you you keep talking about five projects or so. So we mm. know the GEC was one project, and then mm. Daryl, you had mentioned like uh, the uh, the casino uh, landing. Mm. I wonder mm. what are the other projects? Is the casino part of the JDC projects? What what are the five? The casino originally was not part of the JTC project. Okay. That was um, and that's probably one of the reasons why it became controversial because it wasn't um, it wasn't legally. Right. Uh, set, I remember that project. scandal. I remember that. Yeah. Okay. So well, the, yeah, I, I have um, actually had the original plans right here with me. Oh, so, nice, nice, yeah. Because yeah, I'm really yeah, curious, so, what was the original plan and and what has it become now? Yeah. So let me just uh, have a look through uh, what the yeah. rest of the were. So the first one was um was supposed to be a, a leisure condominium in Yere. So that's, that's what oh, it's supposed yes. to be. Leisure yes. condominium, not a casino. Right. right. That's the Brajaya. That's the Brajaya yeah, boondoggle, which is now an a shuttered concrete mess and a it's hole. It's fascinating in the to go down there. It's fascinating. Yeah. Mm. And that's okay, called so that's Yay, the Ray. resort complex. That's the right. resort so complex. Okay. Yeah. The second one is a Jungmun, Jungmun tourism complex. So that one oh. is quite expand anyway. It's um yeah. Well, it had several phases of expansion since um since its uh, completion in in the early seventies. So it's that's the ever evolving project. <gasps> I had no idea that was part of it. Okay, so three. So the next one is um is a Sogipo Harbor. Oh. Yeah. Mm. That's why you have yeah. the bridge down there now. Yeah, the that's, right, that's why you have Gatsum oh. Bridge. That was part of the project. Oh, I will say that is beautiful. It's one of my favorite parts of the island, but yeah. you don't really see a whole lot of people going there. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. But it yeah. is beautiful. 
Honestly, it's a very odd location for a harbor because it's not really a protected harbor. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Jeju has no protected harbors, which is I thought. Okay. Yeah. Is that yeah. island that it goes to what we call the Bird Island? Is that protected? Uh, as in a natural harbor. That's what. I'm okay. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. So gotcha. Jeju okay. Actually, Jeju has no natural harbor. Oh, okay. Yeah, for any visitors coming, I highly recommend you go down to that. It is absolutely beautiful area, the island, and at nighttime when it's lit up, it's really quite something. Yeah, that's the only project I actually like. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. The other ones um, bring up a lot of uh, really, really negative feelings. Like, I was about to say mixed feelings, but no, I just feel negative. <laughs> I, I, have, I have similar ones, right? So then, so the, you had the healthcare, uh, you have the JGC, you have the Yere Resort, you mm -hmm. have, um, and this is gonna be more than the five plus one, by the way, when yeah. it okay. originally okay. started. And then okay. you have the Sogipo and what's next? The next one is um, the tech park. The tech park? The science yeah. park, which exists. And it's, park. yeah, which oh, is, is where the JGC is, a... is located. Yeah. Behind oh. Jeju National University. Is this a push for the, will this be something that the Jeju crypto is involved? Is that, is oh, that part of the, got it. Yeah, oh, so that is, makes a connection to me. Okay. Yeah. So this has become um, really one of the primary projects in the current revision of, of the Jeju city plan and also the Jeju um, special self-governing province plan. In fact, they are oh. pushing towards this move for, uh, to high-tech industry. Mm. Wow. Okay. Not a bad you, Tommy, do you like that? And again, do you like mixed, this? Is yeah, pretty, pretty mixed feelings because um, mm. I live near Silicon Valley and I've seen right. the housing crisis that, that um, or the, the explosion of housing prices that happened when you move towards a so near a Silicon right. Valley type location. Mm. So, but it um, hasn't taken on Jeju like it has yeah. there, right? Like Daum was here, but it left. Yeah. Oh, no. it left. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah, they're still pushing it though. It's, it's not really successful, honestly, but um, they're still pushing. And this would in this would hopefully create jobs for the young people here on Jeju. Yeah. Okay. Well, I believe it was to diversify the uh, the economy here, so they wouldn't be just okay. so dependent upon tourism Mo and agriculture. Right. And moving yeah. off the island. Yeah, that's actually the the rationale why they decided to push that because um they figured they couldn't they couldn't depend on tourism forever. So yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they okay. need to okay. diversify the economy in that way. Okay. And the next, what's the next Is one, Tommy? Dun, dun, dun. Oh, the free trade zone <laughs> by Jeju International Airport. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yep. Nightmare, mm. right? <laughs> yeah. So um, that one has been under discussion for some time. And, um, yeah. Basically, it's that, that um, area that's where the park, the parking lot of Jeju International Airport is now. That area is, was supposed to be uh, designated as a so-called free trade zone. So you know, like the, the shopping outlets and um, and the duty-free shops outside of, of Gimpo Airport? They want to create right. something like that. Oh, um, oh in one area, because right yeah. now they're kind of scattered around Jeju. Yeah. Oh, mm. that's very interesting. Okay. To have it all together. Okay. To have it all together. I, actually, actually, I'm not familiar with that project at all. And the next, uh, the, the next one? The shopping outlet. So that, that was... Um, yeah, that's one that's been mentioned, but it doesn't seem to have, have been going through lately. Okay, no. okay. Where was that okay. supposed to be located? Because I'm not familiar with that one. Hmm. It doesn't actually say where. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it got scrapped we're, early we're, on. We're running out of places to put things, I'll be honest with you. There's, yeah, <laughs> there's only so yeah. many farms you can run down, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, and specifically, it, it is actually for Chinese um, Chinese tourists. So they were anticipating the yes. rest of Chinese yes. tourists pretty early. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, Daryl, you had mentioned the casino. I don't know what your next question is, but uh, I wanted to see you to tie it in. Do you, Tommy, you said the casino wasn't originally part of the project, mm -hmm. but did that somehow get tied in now? Um, in the plans I've seen, no, it wasn't. It okay. wasn't made in the project. It's, okay. I wasn't well, sure if I heard you. It's on the location where uh, one of the next projects, which was the Miss and History theme park. Yeah. That was the original oh. intention. You can still see signs when you go to Shinwa yes. theme park that it was yeah. originally supposed to be a myth and history. Uh, yep. Which it's not that anymore. Yeah. It's gone under, it was, it was supposed to promote like Jeju history, I presume. And yeah. then over the years, it's became a 
chinois something else is that correct <laughs> yeah originally um in, in the original plans it was supposed to be a theme park promoting jeju culture and mythology oh. so, so yeah that would been cool morphed over time yeah yeah yeah, well, yeah. Clearly. and that's okay. where the the casino is located because yeah. they're the ones that okay right you know it's a foreigner only foreigner run right casino right right uh, now, um, one of the questions I want to ask you connecting the two topics is how does this situation, how does Landing International has a spotted relationship on Jeju? And <laughs> scandal, scandal, scandal. <laughs> and how does that reflect upon, or if it does at all, the JDC? Mm, interesting. Well, honestly, um, part of the problem with the way the JDC handles things is that um, they have too much central authority over, over how they manage their project. Because, okay. um, yeah, the, the great irony is that they were created in, to remove some of that centralization from the South Korean government, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but then they have a lot of oversight under themselves. So mm -hmm. they can act, they can act uh, pretty much however they deem fit. So mm -hmm. there's, there's um, ironically, they were created to promote transparency and, and the way they <laughs> operate, that there isn't really much transparency. No, it seems so very I'm really secretive. I'm not yeah. surprised that these scandals happen because there's mm. really very little oversight on them. Mm. Right. And is that because it is a foreign-run, uh, uh, like, economic venue for by a foreign company? Or is that, like, is there is it just because that's the way the situation is? it goes that way, yeah. 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 Well, then the reason is, again, because... um. The JDC itself is uh, the primary avenue to um, mm -hmm. to deal with foreign companies. So, okay. Right. so any major project that involves um, that involves Jeju, whether it's a foreign company or a domestic company, it has to go through the JDC because they mm -hmm. are the control tower for these uh, large scale projects. Interesting. Well, Tommy, now that you said, sorry, Daryl, now that you no. said that, if we, if you could just clarify, now it was the removal from the government is what the JDC was created for. You mentioned that a couple of times. Well, yes. then how do you get a job there? Is it an elected position? Who gets to be the top people making these decisions? Does the governor of Jeju hire these people? How does it come to be that that you work really there? That's outside of my research area. Yeah, fair research. enough, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah um, it's that's very interesting. It's they're I'm usually curious. I'll have to find that out. Politicians, right? Like, like I believe that they're former I, I thought so. Um, like former deputy ministers and, I thought and, so. and that kind of thing. So but yeah. it's like, are they appointed or are they actually hired? You know, so very mm. interesting. Okay, we'll have to find yeah. that out. Yeah, well, well, um, anecdotally, what I, what I hear from mm -hmm. my colleagues at, back in Jeju is that they do have a very, very close relationship with the Jeju government. So there, is, would... there could be uh, that kind of thing going on. Okay. Okay. And okay. One of the, another project is the healthcare town. Oh well, yeah, the, the right? failed healthcare town. <laughs> well, so is it failed completely, or is it in limbo now? Because uh, to tell our listeners, what happened was. Um, it wasn't allowed to cater to Koreans. And the Chinese company that developed it got very upset with this because they wanted Obviously. to be able to cater to everybody. And right. the government said, no, only non-Koreans can be using this service. Mm -hmm. And it was supposed to open last year, but because of this situation, it did not. And they have now sued the JDC as has Brajaya for millions and millions of dollars because I, of the project. Do you know if this right. is advanced in any way or what, where's it going? Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, I'm not <laughs> sure what's going on with it. It's it, like, as you said, it's still in limbo. I think yeah. they got food and well, this, the litigation is still happening. I've, I've mm -hmm. not heard any determination yet of what's going to happen with that. But yeah, right, it was in the news. That also was one of the later core projects uh, for for um, the Free International City, along with mm -hmm. the English City. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. um, and now, where is it going? What is the JDC going to go in the future? Do you, what are your thoughts? What are they going to go in the future? So, um, so basically, they are going to push uh, for that tech park. Okay. So, gonna, so that's um. That's going to be the, the beginning of their push, sort of away from uh, from this dependency on tourism. Okay. And also, um, especially since um, since the 2010s, a, a lot of um, the planning procedures uh, for the development of, of uh, Jeju Province as a whole, so including the urban development project, the tourism development, um, so many sectors of Jeju planning, 
is um, managed by the JDC. So, um, so they actually have a whole lot of control or a lot of influence on, um, on how development in general happens in Jeju. Yeah, well, so the tech center, especially now in the time of COVID, um, kind of we really see what this island is like without tourists. So interesting to see maybe because of this the, this crisis um, and pandemic, maybe we will see a quick push through with this tech center, maybe. What yeah. do you think? Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely they're definitely going for it. I haven't seen any um, revision to that plan yet. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. But um, okay. the next big thing on their agenda is a second airport. Uh, I don't even. We yeah, <laughs> we should have a whole nother well, Daryl. We should have yeah. a whole nother episode about this airport because yeah, we'll have we, we, when we well, talk we'll about the airport, we'll yeah. have you back on. Now, for sure. before we we wrap this up, uh, I thought it'd be interesting to ask you and Alexis. This is. This is kind of what we were talking about earlier. Okay, okay. Where does Hawaii of Korea come from? <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you're asking this. Yeah, so Hawaii of Korea. Well, um, according according to the official tourism history, it began in 1966 when it was directly stated. And originally the term was a Hawaii of East Asia or in Korean, Dongyang uh, of Hawaii. So um, that that was the first time it was explicitly stated as policy for um, for Jeju's tourism development. Mm -hmm. Wow! Now, and Tommy, you've actually seen that yeah. it it actually was yeah. in nineteen. Okay, okay, that that dispels um, my theory. <laughs> okay, so good. What was it mentioned in? Was it like the policy of how to brand Jeju, or what was the policy uh, that mentioned it? It's a, the policy direction for the future of Jeju. Basically. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. But you, you do you imagine that it was like batted about before that then by <laughs> locals or? Yeah, that's my that's my suspicion that it actually okay. was in discussions for some time before it became explicitly stated in 1966. Mm -hmm. And part of the reason is because uh, Sun Man Rhee himself, uh, well, he did stay in Hawaii while well, he was still in exile oh. during the colonial period. And again, he was exiled to to Hawaii after right. the glorious end to his government. Mm -hmm. So um, there there was uh, that that probably that idea in uh, their minds for some Interesting. time. Okay. And indeed, in 1957, his vacation home was designated in, in Songdang Ranch. So that was so that oh. there's um some suspicions on the part of um architectural historians that he is probably imagining Hawaii at that time. Mm -hmm. Okay, well yeah, that is a, really interesting. Yeah, he yep. had a, I believe he, like he had a home here. He had a, like a, yeah, a vacation a, home on the vacation island. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, which is fascinating. Well, he only went to it four times though. Oh. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just yeah. there. Tommy, does, does the, um, so just to finish this up about the uh, Hawaii, you know, the palm trees, of course, are not native to Jeju. But then in that case, were the palm trees around? Because the story is that an American soldier brought the palm that's tree over. It's not true? No, that's wow, not true. Wow, there's so much misinformation. No. So when, what happened there? Is And is that part of why it's called Hawaii of Jeju? The palm tree thing? Actually, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I did a, yeah, I, I reported on that a while back because I wanted to find the first palm tree on Jeju and they're Washington yeah. palms that came from Seoul. There was a guy growing them on Seoul oh. and um, I, I haven't looked at the, uh, the story in a while, but the first ones are still can be seen, and they're down in uh, Iho Beach. Actually, they're just no the first kidding. ones are just growing in a field like out there, and they were part of a Park Chung-hee's plan to turn Jung Moon into a tourist uh, island, uh, like into uh, Hawaii of it to brand oh. it as that term. So it's part of that initiative back from so the the seventies. I want to so say so the name the name precedes the palm yes. trees. Wow, 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 wow. Mm. Okay, that put that clears up a whole heck of a lot for us that mm. don't have the knowledge. So yeah. in Jung Moon, there is the what is it, Ripley's Believe It or Not. And right, out right. front, they have a palm tree that they claim to be the first palm tree in Jeju, it's big. which is it's wholly big. incorrect. Okay. Wholly oh my incorrect. gosh. <laughs> yeah, because ah. that's what started my story. I was like, ah. well, I want to find the first one. And, and I did the sun. Daryl, you'll have to post the story when we post this video. Let's post yeah. that story with it. Wow, how much misinformation uh, we know about this mm -hmm. island. Yeah, okay. 
So, Tommy, is there anything else you else would like to add about the JDC or anything about that we've discussed today? Well, one thing, uh, one thing to add. <laughs> it's a weird question. A lot of the things that we're seeing today have been long in the making. So, so mm -hmm. as I mentioned, uh, the idea for it goes way back to 1953, and it just mm -hmm. happened that things happened to come together in the 1990s, and now here we are. Mm -hmm. right. and, yeah, which is, it's fascinating. It's fascinating to see, like, even I've been here since about two, 2008, 2009. And in that time, the record change has been astronomical. And, but more so since the, I would say, since the JGC opened, oh, right? The, the amount of wealth that has now come to the island, the amount yeah. of development, the amount of international companies. It's mm. crazy. It's going to be interesting to see. Yeah what comes in the future and we'll have you on again thank you very much tommy it's been really a pleasure to speak to you and yeah it's nice to see your face yeah yeah thank you we're definitely gonna have you on again because now i just want to pick your brain about all these uh miss miss what is the word i'm trying to look for like not true facts that apparently are stored in my head i need to just like make a list of things i think i know and then you and daryl are gonna just be like yes no yes no <laughs> That's gonna be that's gonna be an episode. <laughs> yeah, just the yes Tommy. no episode. Yeah, yeah thanks. exactly. Yeah, and well, we don't want to take up too much more of your time. Have a great day, Tommy. Thank you, Tommy. Ciao. That was our interview with Tommy. Tommy Tran. I thought that was fascinating. What did you think, Alexis? Oh, I, he, every time I talk to that man, I am absolutely blown away. Did you see how he was just recalling all of those dates just like this? And I know that's his job, but I don't care. That is fascinating uh -huh. to me that he keeps all of that in his brain. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I can't remember dates, numbers, yep. any of that I, stuff. So I don't even know how old I am sometimes. People are uh -huh. like, well, what? how old did you turn? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah I, agree. yeah, I really appreciate him coming on too. He's a wealth of knowledge about this topic that um, it, for something that is so integral to Jeju and what it has become, I don't think there's a lot of people who realize, and it's not even, I'm not talking about the people, but like I, it, the way that it works, it doesn't seem to connect to all these projects, right? Like the, the, the JDC right. doesn't necessarily seem connected to the airport. It doesn't necessarily right. seem connected to uh, the uh, GEC, the different like projects, the, the JGEC, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So that's what I, I, I was really fascinated with it because of how large of a grip it has, yet it seems so... Uh, you know, undercovered like, or un untalked disguised. about. Not yeah. You know, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe, not yeah. And he talked about the fact that it's like, uh, for something that wanted to be uh, to decentralize power from the the government, it's become sort of a, uh, like an opaque institution that doesn't really work well with transparency. That doesn't isn't actively trying to be transparent, right? Right. right. So it makes you wonder how much the Jeju locals, I mean, for us, as you, obviously you're, you're a reporter, so you have more knowledge. But for the rest of us foreigners, we certainly don't have knowledge. But it definitely makes me wonder what the Jeju locals, how much they're aware of what's going on and how much they make the connect the dots, you know? Right. Well, yeah. when you start doing that, though, like it's like you go Brajaya, the Yere Institute, Which healthcare is town. Which right. if I was a local and I saw these two projects alone, mm. my goodness, I would be having some strong opinions and my my uh, there would be some things happening. J just on those two alone. But then you just also have like now Xinhua World, which was, right. was advertised as a like myth and history town. So that's right. three of those main projects. And there's probably more of them. But on the right. other side, like Sam Dasu is also JDC. Oh, geez. Wow. Wow. Right. So. Wow. Okay. Well. Again, kind of negative for the Jeju locals. Again, a little bit, right? Isn't that company something that the Jeju locals aren't exactly thrilled about? I, I, I that I don't know about. I mean, it, it, I know of it as a point of pride, but also like because it's like it's the water, now. yeah, water company. People send me pictures all the you know like randomly. They'll send like a face mask that says Jeju, or but right. so I get hey look what I just saw. So I get mm. a lot of pictures of water bottles from various places. Mm. Yeah. So okay, all right. Yeah. But, but over yeah. over taking too much water. Like we have the aquifer underneath. Exactly. Once it's gone, it's gone. It's gone. Exactly. Right. Like so, I I know most of my local friends have not are not 
pleased with the company. So yes, it's a source of pride, but at the same time, I think a lot of my friends are kind of the activist and mm. uh, I think a little bit more aware of of the impacts that these buildings and these projects have had on the island. Yeah. Well, that's been our episode for this week. Thank you very much for listening, especially if you got this far. It's quite long. <laughs> um, follow us on Instagram. We have me, you at Jeju on Instagram. We also, you can also email us questions to me, you and Jeju yes. at gmail.com questions, thoughts, worries, concerns, fears, hopes, and dreams. Go, all go to that email address and we'll be happy to address them and to talk with you and connect with our, our community. Um, music for this episode and future episodes are all done by the lovely James Lisko. Jason Lisko. Where did I get that from? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But so take two. Uh, all the music to... is done by Jason Jason Lisko, which we yeah uh, a, a local talent that is well known from Seoul and now down here on Jeju. And of course, with me is my wonderful co-host Alexis. I'm Daryl. I have uh, will be producing this episode, editing, and what sort, and it'll be up and at you soon. Uh, until next time, be me, you, and Jeju. 